0: This is Matt from The Man Cave. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. With your daily devotion for what? February the 28th. Can you believe, did you see that thing fly? You're like, now Trace, Trace, keep it on me because I'm gonna lose audience. I'm gonna they're gonna start dropping off as members because I'm focusing too much on the paper. Guys, I wanna give you an official apology for talking about the paper so much. You know, I, look at, look at, look at forgive and forget. Let's move forward. Hey, today we're gonna be in Paul's writings. We're in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. It's gonna help you to understand the struggle that a lot of you are going through. And guys, again, we're gonna be in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. It reads like this listen to Paul's writing, okay, by the inspired word of God, okay? The inspiration of God, the anointing of God was placed upon Paul, and he spoke that which God gave him. And he says this, for the flesh, that's this, that's the part of you that wants to sin against God. It says this, for the flesh lusts against the spirit Okay, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish you could do. And you're like, that's me, Matt. Like, Matt, what's going on here? Friends, there is a war going on on the inside of you. And you know, we're in the man cave. We love the word war. I mean, here's the thing. It's a fight. And you're like, it's a fight between light and darkness, good and evil, okay? God against the devil, okay? Heaven and hell. It's, it's just... Two different forces going on on the inside of you. And you're like, all the time, Matt? All the time! Up until you take your last breath here, and in Christ you take your first breath in heaven, and you get that glorified body. It's the spirit, your spirit that dwells within you, okay? is fighting your flesh, okay? Trying to tell it, don't do that, don't do that. And your flesh is telling your spirit, mind your own business, this will make us feel good. I mean, that's what it does. In your life, listen very carefully. Have you ever wanted to do something that really pleased the Lord, but you just... You just couldn't muster up the strength. Something went wrong. You were frustrated in your plans. That's what Paul's talking about here. We are divided, uh, meaning we are a divided house, up until the point that Christ has rulership over your life. Watch this very carefully. The Spirit of God lives with inside you, okay? And that is what—that is the spirit of holiness. God says this: "I'm holy." I want you to be holy, but oftentimes we're living lives that are just the contrary to holiness. Matt, you're throwing the word holiness out and I'm so addicted to this over here and I'm doing this over here and my life's a train wreck because of my decisions, my choices, what I've been doing. Okay, living outside the Word of God. Yes, Matt, I heard you. And friends, here's the thing. There's a remedy. I understood it. He says, because of the war that's going on inside of you right now, okay, that you're living out daily, you don't do the things you wish you could do, the things that you know are right. Does that describe your life? God has the antidote. Let's listen to this commentary on our text today. It says, even though godly desires develop in us as new creatures in Christ, we find ourselves unable to implement these new longings by our good intentions. Meaning we want to do the right thing, but we end up doing the wrong thing. But God has the antidote. Watch this. This isn't something new understood it because Paul was going through it. You're like, what are you talking about? Listen to this in Romans chapter seven, verse 19. This is Paul. Watch this. For the good that I will to do, meaning he will to do it. I do not do, but the evil I will not to do that I practice. Golly! Paul's personal resources, okay, his flesh, it was not adequate to live out the Christian life. See that's the conclusion that Paul came to. He says, you know, I don't have what I need daily to do the right thing. My flesh is having a field day with me and it, get, it gets what it wants. You know what I'm saying? That's basically, Paul says, I want to do the right thing, but my flesh overrides me and I end up doing the wrong thing. Or I do the right thing and I have the wrong attitude about it because I have imaginations and thoughts and I don't want to be doing the right thing so I know it's the wrong thing because my attitude stinks. You're like, what? goes on to say this he says for I know that in me that is in my flesh nothing good dwells for to will is present with me but how to perform what is good I do not find look look at Paul saying this I want to do what's right but I just can't find the resource to do it my flesh it's just not there it's just not in me to do the right thing and some of you are like really are you kidding me Matt what's the antidote He has the antidote. Paul was thinking about God all the time. Listen to Romans 7, 18. I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Meaning he was thinking about God. He knew his laws. uh, Look at, look at, you talk about someone that knew the laws of God. Paul was a Pharisee. He understood the law of God. But yet Paul says, for I delight in the law of God. Meaning Paul is thinking about it. He's thinking about God. He knows what's right but he's not executing it. Listen, he's not doing the thing that he knows he should be doing. He doesn't have the power to do it. He didn't have the resources to do it. And you're like, well, what about the law? The law just shows us our sin. The law doesn't give us the capacity to overcome it. When you look at the law of God, which is perfect, it's it's a reflection of our heart, of our decisions, of our choices. It shows us who we are, but it doesn't give us what we need to go on through life victorious. So watch this very carefully. Paul came to the conclusion He couldn't resolve the problem. And you're like, what? Paul is stumped here. When people read this, they think Paul's lost. Look at when they read this text in Romans, okay? They truly believe that Paul at this time in his life was lost, but that's not true. This is just the struggle of a Christian. This is the struggle of a man. You could say it's a struggle of every man that's in the man cave to live daily, okay, in this life. I don't have the answer. Paul Smart. Well, in verse 23 says this, he acknowledges this. He's looking inside, he says, But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. He says, I understand the law of God, but I see another law. I see the law of sin. I see my flesh. I see what's that, okay? And they're fighting, and I tend to go this way rather than go the right way. Paul's body, his mind, his flesh is pulling him in a direction the opposite way of God and Christ. It's pulling him down to destruction. It's pulling him in defeat. Again, that's why when people read this, they can't believe it. They think when Paul wrote these things, he's lost. He's not lost at being a hypocrite here. He's not acting like he's holier than thou. He's sharing what every man goes through daily. He's sharing this. I need help. Meaning, of all the people that we think have it together, it's Paul the apostle. I mean, two-thirds? Are you kidding me? But Paul's saying, God, I need help. I'm I'm seeing what's going on in this, and I realize it's going to be like this until the day I die. What gives, Lord? Because here's the thing. I know I'm not pleasing you. I know I'm crashing and burning. I'm falling short of your glory daily. I'm choosing the wrong versus the right. Help me, Lord. And he will. So, and you're like, well, Matt, what happens? What's the antidote, Matt? What's the answer? Because that's where I'm at. I'm where Paul is. Me and Paul. Paul and me. It's in verse 24. What happens? He cries out to God. He absolutely cries. Listen to what he cries though. I think this is so interesting. Oh wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? Who will deliver me of myself? Who will deliver me of the decisions I'm making? I'm fighting a war I can't win, okay? I understand the truth of God's law, but I understand the truth of what's residing in me, which is nothing good. Do you know what he just said? Oh wretched man that I am, who's going to deliver me? You know what I'm saying? He's crying out. Do you know what he is? He's bankrupt. What are you talking about? He's absolutely bankrupt. What does that mean, man, that he's bankrupt? Jesus taught a parable, okay, one of his greatest parables, okay, and he said this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And a lot of people, they heard that and they didn't like that because they didn't want to be poor. But it's not financially poor, it's spiritually poor. It means I'm bankrupt. I realize that there is just absolutely no good within me and I can never serve God, I can never get saved in and of myself, I can't live the Christian life, I'm bankrupt. I don't want to live the Christian life, I want to sin. I want to sin against Almighty God even though I know it's wrong. I'm bankrupt, I've come to the end of myself, I've divided loyalties, there's a war going on with me and no one's winning. Paul asked a question, he says, who? Can deliver me. He says this, oh wretched man that I am, who, who, who will deliver me from this death sentence that's upon me? Then he follows it up and gives us the answer. He gives us the antidote. He says, I thank God for Christ Jesus, for it is only through him. The answer is Christ. The answer, look at, look at, the answer is Christ. And you're like, what are you talking about? The answer is Christ. Oh, Oh, Matt, 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 that doesn't answer anything. The answer is giving it all to Christ, laying it all down. Dying to self. You see what I'm saying? Because when you die to self, that part of you no longer lives. Yeah, there has to be more. I turn from self and my strength, my resources, my perceived power, and I turn towards Christ. And I lay it all down. That's the only way. You're like, really? Yep. Like, it's easier said than done. I still don't understand. Look at look at in Romans 8.2. Paul says these. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So he's saying, if we're in Christ in following the spirit of God, we're not gonna do those things that our flesh desires. But if we allow our flesh to do what it wants to do and we're not following the spirit of the living God, we're gonna sin against him. Where is your focus? Really, that's what Paul's saying. He's saying this, where is your focus? Is your focus on the on self gratification, or is your focus on the things of God, guys? I I know it's harder said than done. I understand because it takes a what? It takes a decision on your part. It takes will. It takes your will. You have to will to follow God. Make sense? It has to be your passion. It has to be your desire. You have to choose to want to do it. You have to choose not to do this and to what? Be absorbed into Christ. In Psalm 37, okay, verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good, so thou shalt dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. And and you're like, well, well, Matt, what does that have to do with our text? That's a whole other sermon right there. Don't go there, Matt. And I understand what you're saying. The first three words were trust in the Lord, okay? When we go to the original language, okay, what that word, the origination of that word means to lie face down on the ground, prostrate. That's where that word trust came in. Like I'm just laying, face, I'm putting my face in the dirt. And you're like, I don't understand. Meaning again, you're spiritually bankrupt. Okay? You're helpless. You realize you don't have in you what you need to live the Christian life. You finally come to the conclusion that this, I can't do it. Oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from the death sentence that's coming my way? There's only one. It's Christ, okay? But I got to give it all to him. I got to sell out. I can't have divided loyalties. Look at me. I can't have divided loyalties, okay? My heart has to be solely, okay, sold out. To the Christ, to Jesus, to Elohim, to Adonai, to His ways, to His means, okay? It's no longer about this. That's why this has to die. The Bible says that unless a grain of wheat goes into the ground and dies, okay? It's not going to produce anything. Neither can you produce anything but a death sentence that's already upon you. What I'm talking about is the hardest thing that you will have to do in your entire life Slay lay it down. You have to lay down your life. Mark chapter 8, verse 35, it says this: For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's sake will find it. Friends, a lot of times it seems like I'm giving out I'm losing control of my life when I'm selling out to God. I'm just I'm laying it all down. I, I feel like I have no control. You're gaining life. You're not losing life. It seems like you're losing life, but you're not losing life. You're gaining life by laying it down. Watch this. If the Apostle Paul, again, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, okay, who had an encounter with God on the Damascus Road, okay, who did lots and lots of miracles, okay, if he can't live the Christian life, what makes you think you can? Hmm. That's a good question, Matt. You can't. Matt can't. Paul came to the conclusion the only way the Christian life can be lived is by utter defeat. You surrender. Let God defeat you. Let him win. Stop fighting him. Some of you you know, you've heard me say this a thousand times. You're holding on to five percent. What is it in your life that you're just not willing to give him? Give it to him today it's Christ living through you it's not you doing it Because Paul couldn't do it, and he knew the word of God, and his heart was for God, but he could not do it. So it's just a proof text that you can't do it and I can't do it. And anyone I come across this day can't do it. And anybody that's walking upon the face of this earth can't do it. The only person who ever did it right was Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus was the only one that could die for your sins, okay? And he was the only one that God would accept his blood as the perfect once and for all sacrifice. Okay? Jesus died for you. Will you die for him? Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.